Hey man, and welcome to the Badam Chan with Carl. Howdy, my riders, and welcome to the Badam Chan with Carl, man. Hope you guys got your safety belts, because tonight's going fast, baby. We got special guest, Gary Fletcher. Nashville comics all know about Gary, man. Gary did comedy in Nashville for a long time. He was a the original drummer in the Grey Grays with Sean Parrott at Ultimate Comedy, the East Room, position that uh, I hold now. Very proud of that fact. And Gary did comedy up until about a year or so ago. And then about six months ago, uh, he literally went off the grid. You know, he split, man. Jump ship out of Nashville. And I think he's been doing like his walkabout, you know, out there in the desert. And I'm lucky enough to attract him down, you know. You know how I did it? Birds aren't real, right? Birds are conspiracy. Everybody knows that. They're actually drones. Got my hand on a couple of them. And I said, go find Gary. And they did. So what follows is a very exciting conversation that I want to share with you guys right now. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Gary off the grid himself, Gary Fletcher. I'm a, I'm a big fan of rap music, like rap music. Uh, it's funny to me how like misogynistic rap music can be and no one seems to care. Uh, like, there was a couple years ago I, I went to the club. I'm sorry, uh, the club. <laughs> and I was with some girls and this song came on that was like, Use a hoe, use a hoe, use a hoe. I said that use a hoe. <laughs> and these hoes that I was with just go out onto the dance floor and start dancing like this song wasn't talking shit about them a minute ago. Like. If, if I ever heard a song that was like, men are stupid and their dicks look weird, I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, there's my shit. Wait, 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 here comes my favorite part. If it wasn't for men, there wouldn't be war. There we go, uh-huh. I'm gonna do the worm all over this place. I don't care. Love the dates, guys. Love the dates. Gary, I found you. You found me. I was lost. Wow. Now Now you were found. (laughs) Thank God. Or in my case, Carl. Uh, You know, it's a fine line, isn't it? (laughs) Dude, what has been going on? Because every time I see you, pictures of you or videos, you're dancing and you're just living the dream man yeah that's what people tell me they keep telling me i'm living the dream i'm Mm. like well it didn't exactly start that way (laughs) (laughs) but you know the the perfect thing about video is it's like you can show people what you want want them to see oh yeah i'm editing out the sad parts as (laughs) for sure (laughs) i'll try to edit it out uh as as we talk too but (laughs) But no I, i basically uh you know i i'm doing the whole like 
van life thing. Um, but I, it's more of an SUV, but I call it van life just because no one knows what you're talking about when you're like, yeah, I'm doing the SUV life thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been traveling for like two months now. Uh, I'm currently in California. Don't really know where I'm going. Just kind of wandering. And, uh, you know, wherever I go, I try to shoot funny videos and do all that stuff. Cause yeah, I used to do uh stand up comedy in Nashville for like 10 years. I, I actually played drums <clears throat> at the East room where you do now, uh, for ultimate comedy. And, uh, that was a lot of fun. I, that is something I still do miss. Um, yeah, I just kind of stopped doing comedy. Then COVID happened. So it kind of worked out, <laughs> uh, cause no one could do it. Um, but yeah, my, uh, basically spent like the past year just sitting in the house, not doing anything like a lot of other people because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And then, um, went through like a breakup of, a you know, 11 year long relationship and <laughs> wow. during the pandemic and was like, well, I got to find a new place to start over. And I was just kind of tired of Nashville and I was like, well, I'm going to go out West. I haven't seen anything past Texas, so I'm just going to go out and explore. Wow, man. And, it's, uh, like, it's like, it's like people re- used to read about, right? Like I'm going out West. Yeah. I know it's, it, it has been fun. And it, like, you know, of course there's the, the vibe where you're like, oh, I'm a, I'm a cowboy, you know, like you still get, <laughs> <laughs> like I spent like the past year playing video games, like Red Dead Redemption. And I'm yeah. just like, man, I want to live this. It yeah. looks so easy on here, you know, yeah. <laughs> but it, it is fun, man. It does have that, like, cause I mean, you know, at where I'm at right now, you really can't see any man-made structures. So it's just like, I mean, this is what it looked like back in the cowboy times, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> ain't, that, ain't that wild to think that, that like, there's still so much land in this country. That's like un- uninhabited. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just because of water. I mean, that's the the main thing. There's just not much out here that can make it too long. Wow! Except for that coyote in the background. Did you hear that? Oh yeah, is it? Yeah, is that a? Do you have a pet coyote? Uh huh. Yeah, it's it's going crazy right now. <laughs> I, I haven't fed it in a couple of weeks, so <laughs> yeah, they'll uh, they'll get upset if you don't feed them. That's what I hear. I you saw feed I, them at least every three days. What do you feed a coyote that hasn't ate in two weeks? I don't know. Other dogs, I think. Okay. Just eat small dogs. Okay. They all go to heaven anyway, right? So I think so. It's kind of (laughs) win-win. Yeah, that's what I hear. But I mean, there's some pretty bad dogs out there. Dude, just real quick, if if you don't mind elaborating a little bit more uh, about the comedy thing, man, because like when you when I started in 2018, Mm -hmm. you were still playing drums uh, with Sean at the East Room. And mm-hmm. I was, I did some of my first sets there with you playing drums and, and then the, yeah, like you said, you just kind of stopped doing that, but let's backtrack a little bit, man. Like how did you start uh, going to mics and getting into stand up, man? Oh, well, I, um, I worked at a factory from like the time I was like 18. I mean, I worked there for like seven years and I, I hated it. And I was like, well, I'm going to try to go to college. Everyone says go to college. So I go to college and I had to drop out after the first semester just because like I couldn't afford it. Um, I mean, it's just I couldn't do it. And so I had to go back to the factory and I was like, well, look, I got to do something that just doesn't make me feel like worthless shit. So I was like, I'm going to start doing stand up. 
you know, people had told me I was funny. I was always trying to make people laugh. And uh, so I went to Spanky's uh, comedy open mic uh, off like Nolansville Road. Mm-hmm. And it was like the only open mic that I had heard of. I think it was one of the few that even was going on. And uh, I did a set and and I loved it. It was fun. I did I, I did decently for my first set. I mean, I've bombed a million times since then, but mm-hmm. it just went well. It felt good. And especially after like, you know, failing at college and, you know, having to crawl back to that awful factory job. I was like, oh man, it feels good to finally, you know, feel some sort of, you know, power and an ability in myself. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I just, I kept doing it. You know, I got addicted to it like so many people do mm-hmm. and just, you know, went out every week to Spanky's and then the whole comedy scene just kind of started to, to grow with Nashville. So like tons of open mics started, um, you know, I became friends with Sean Parrott from Spanky's. That's where we met. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was like, yeah, I really got to see the whole comedy scene grow in Nashville. Like, um, me and a couple of friends started, uh, kind of a comedy group called corporate juggernaut where essentially we would just book shows in town and, uh, you know, we'd book like comedians that w- couldn't necessarily like headline zanies, mm-hmm. like ones who were, you know, maybe a little bit more, I guess, alternative in feel. And, uh, you know, we booked like Roy Scovel. We even, we got Todd Berry one time. Um, wow trying to think who else they're, they're neil brennan you know the Chappelle show guy but like we we got a lot of people that i really liked and it was very i mean it was really fun to to kind of see all that happen because you know nashville's grown so much in the past eight years yeah. and the comedy scene just grew with it so it was a, a really cool thing to see wow man that's very cool i, I, I didn't realize you were a uh, part of the uh corporate juggernaut as well man yeah, yeah. Heard stories about it, you know. Just didn't really know the what it really meant, you know. It's kind of like hearing about yeah. the, N- the NWO or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were the New World Order man of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> we were the Illuminati. You know, is me, uh, is me, James Austin Johnson. I don't know if you James know James Austin. Uh, yeah, he's in L.A. and I mean he's he's done really well for himself. Uh, and then this other guy, John Thornton, who ended up becoming actually a, a preacher. So, uh, yeah, we've all kind of gone different directions for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you became a cowboy. I did, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm an urban cowboy. <laughs> That's right, man. So, like, like I know you're a drummer too, man. Like, how long? Yeah, have you been I drum- mean, how long been playing music, man? I, mean, I really, it's really hard to even call me a drummer because, like, <laughs> I almost never play, and even when I do play, it's not great. Okay. I was thinking, like, if if I felt like I had more, if I felt like I could own a drum set. It's so hard to own one, you know, like, and and not piss your neighbors off and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I I love drumming. Like I I spend a lot of time like making electronic music, um, just on my laptop, and you know, percussion's a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I yeah, I, I mean, most of the bands that I listen to like very drummer focused too. So it's uh. I love it. I mean, I would say I would say I almost love drumming more than comedy, and not wow. even necessarily doing it, but just watching people do it. It's mm-hmm. just it's great. It, it was my first passion, you know, like nerding out on, on yeah that stuff. I still love watching great drummers. You know what I mean? Just it's just 
something about it, you know. It is a special. It's thing. fun, man. Yeah, and really I, I think a lot of it has to do with comedy too. With like, you know, it's all about timing, and you know, just building tone and all. It's just it works. It works well, and I think a lot of comedians are actually drummers. I know, like, yeah, you know, Bill Burr's a drummer. Uh-huh. Um, Todd Berry's a drummer. Uh, Brody Stevens was a drummer. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, it's a similar mindset for sure. Uh, Bill Cosby was a drummer. Can you say that? Bill Cosby. Yeah, I Bill think Cosby he played drums. Yeah, he yeah. still played drums. Yeah, he still, we can't he still take that away drums. from him. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, it, one thing I've noticed too is most drummers who aren't even trying to do comedy a lot of times are really funny people. <laughs> you know, yeah, they're usually the most rowdy of a band and maybe even annoying but you know you got like keith moon and people like that it's like they're animals oh yeah you know that that's that's part of the drummer aesthetic too right but but also like they're they're kind of like uh the psychiatrist of the band you know they they help kind of like Mm -hmm. as wild and crazy as they can be they help get everybody uh in line you know what i mean so yeah for sure and I mean, that's kind of what a, you know, a comedian does when they're, you know, doing well on stage is, is they're, they're putting everybody on a wavelength and on a certain vibration and, and in their time, mm-hmm. you know, so it's pretty cool how it works. Yeah. How everything's so uh, intertwined, you know, uh, as a side note, I've I found over the years, you may have seen this too, that a lot of drummers uh, not only became comedians, but a lot of drummers, the really great ones uh, have a history of tap dancing. Really? Yeah. If you go back and, huh. and, and look at uh, some of the great jazz drummers uh, back yeah. in the day, yeah, a lot of them uh, were pretty proficient tap dancers. You It'd know, be like, funny if we found out Bill Burr was a tap dancer <laughs> at some point. <laughs> well, I hear, I hear he's like learning how to play drums, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, so I, don't, yeah. I don't know if he's there in the tap, you know, in the tap world just <laughs> yet, you know. But that, it, that's fun that uh, we can bring the dance into it so yeah we got comedy we have uh music and now with gary we have dance so when did yeah. you start doing when did you start dancing for people online was it this trip <laughs> <laughs> so i'll say like one of the things that i always liked about drumming is that it's basically um low-key dancing like mm-hmm. yeah. I was always too embarrassed to dance. Me too, man. But like, not embarrassed to dance. play drums. I can't yeah. dance. I always, I always say that I can make people dance, but I can't dance. You know. Yeah, yeah. I know. And it's it, so it's like one thing I loved about drumming is like, ah, it's kind of like you get to fucking dance, and no one be like, oh, look at him dance. Oh, he looks weird. <laughs> you know. Um. So yeah, and then I mean, I've always liked dancing, and I have. I'm just a weird lanky body that just looks funny. Um, It's not hard to make it look stupid. So uh, I just started doing those dances. And one of the reasons why I started was because I I try to shoot like a funny video or something and the wind would be so bad that you couldn't hear what I was saying. So I was like, well, this is a beautiful spot. You know, the scenery is gorgeous, but if I just take a picture and I want to really care, so I'll just, instead of taking a picture, I'll just stand where I would take the picture and dance like a idiot, you know? Yes. And uh, 
people seem to to like it. So I was like, it, oh, I'll keep doing it. It feels like it's it's become like a a, a soft phenomenon in a way, just from my perspective. <laughs> you know, because like I knew I'd, I'd seen you know you had posted pictures and stuff, but it wasn't really until you started posting the dance videos that I really stopped and took notice. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> And, and I mean, that's kind of the strategy of it is like, especially online these days, you have to like, you have to get people's attention within the first millisecond. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like, well, that's how you do it. You just look as dumb as you can in the very first frame. So they'll stick around to see how stupid you look by the end of it. And, uh, you know, for people that don't know, it, it's, it's your Instagram. It's Gary off the grid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Check Gary off Instagram. The grid. Yeah. And so like, if you guys haven't seen it, just go check it out. Trust me. It, it, it's become where it's like starting to make my mornings, you know, seeing the new dance video. <laughs> that makes me feel great. I mean, people have said that too. They're like, oh man, it puts a smile on my face. I'm like, well, good. I mean, because there is so much negative shit online these days that it's like, man, I don't want to add to that because I have done my fair share of adding to the just negativity. And I, you know, I'm trying to like, be a positive person and kind of take these lemons that I've been dealt in the past, you know, year and, and try to make some lemonade. So it's that, like, well, so important. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, I feel like so much shit is designed to make people feel horrible these days. So mm-hmm. if I can do, you know, turn my trip and this bad circumstance into something that makes people, you know, feel a little bit of joy, then that's great. Yeah, man. Cause I mean, What's the point otherwise, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could have easily, you know, like this, this past year was really rough and I could have easily just gave up. I mean, um, and I, it was certainly very tempted to, um, <laughs> but you know, and instead I'm in a beautiful place, you know, with no one for miles except for the hilarious comedian, Patrick divine. Oh and, yeah. Uh, Patrick's around there <laughs> still hanging around, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been nice. He, he's just trying to like steal some of your thunder, man. That's what he's doing. He's trying to get on the episode. He's trying to get on a second episode. He can't do. I know he's, he's beating on the window right now. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> so, now, but Patrick, he was like, kind of, he was starting to do the same thing. Also. Patrick, I, I guess, yeah. Right? He, he was doing it before, like months before I, I did it. Oh, okay. And, he um, sat put for a little while and then was back on the move and we just ended up being in the same area and like let's camp together It'd be nice yeah, to see right. a familiar face you know Haven't yeah i was actually at work today anybody. i was actually at work today thinking about that and i was getting jealous i was like i could get in my car and just drive to where i think gary might be in, in the hopes that <laughs> i could just run into you <laughs> yeah it'd be a long drive yeah man for sure but see you got that setup though right you got that oh yeah like you got like a conversion suv situation see, happen i i already had this ford escape it's like a 2011 ford escape suv i mean it's not even four-wheel drive or anything but um i had the car and i was like well i'm gonna do this traveling thing and i but i couldn't afford to get like a van so Brad Edwards, you know, a yeah. comedian in Nashville, and he's like a super funny comedian and also like a extremely talented woodworker. And, you know, he was like, well, let me hook you up, buddy. You know, I think he felt bad for <laughs> the shit that had happened and was like, <laughs> come on, man, let me let me let you go out in style. So he like, I mean, he really hooked it up. It, it looks 
I mean, a thousand times better than I could have imagined. I literally, I mean, I, I was, I was not expecting this. So, you know, certainly feel very lucky and blessed for him doing that. So what kind of things, what kind of gadgets do you have on, on this thing? Um, so I basically have like the way it's set up. I have a shelf in the back of the car and then, you know, of course my bed. And then he put in these really nice drawers with cutting boards that just, I mean, they look amazing, but, um, like I, I work remotely. I'm, you know, an audio editor for, uh, road to now it's a history podcast oh you're, so, you're doing that okay i didn't yeah, know yeah. Say again i didn't know you're affiliated with that podcast <laughs> oh yeah i <laughs> secretly got ties everywhere <laughs> <laughs> i think i think you started this podcast too yeah <laughs> but it's it's cool because like i've got this little solar panel that you know keeps the electronics that i need going going so it keeps my phone going and it keeps my laptop going so like i can I mean, I, I've edited full episodes just out in the middle of the desert. You oh, know? wow. Okay. Just sitting in a camp chair with my headphones on and I, I've got, a, you know, my mouse and stuff. Because I like, I, I at my home, I loved my office. Like, I spent a ton of time there. So I, I tried to, like, kind of keep that feel here. Um, so it's it's been nice to kind of still be able to hold on to video games and shit like that, too, you know? <laughs> you know, that, 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 that actually puts my mind at ease because i was actually thinking that you just went out there quit your job or if you had a job you quit it and you're just out there <laughs> living living off the land <laughs> uh, not yet i mean okay. things can change for sure okay because I, I saw mean, you I, I saw your video the other day and you had and you were filming this kangaroo rat and oh, i was right, i was just yeah. thinking is he gonna eat that thing is that, is that oh, supper yeah. no we still ate it i could afford food but we still ate it <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do when you're a cowboy you have to yeah, it's yeah. Cow- cowboy initiation yeah yeah mother earth offered us that kangaroo rat so we had to eat it <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what, what's been some of your highlights of being out there man personally hmm. um you know i would say camping on the beach was awesome i'd never done that before and yeah. it was there was no one else around it was in louisiana just a beautiful shell covered beach um you know, took a hit of acid and just had one of the greatest, greatest days of my life in the past couple of years. That was, that was awesome. Um, and then last week I saw a freaking double rainbow and that was like, I had a rough week and just seeing that was just incredible. I was like, I I've never even seen a full rainbow and I, you know, I saw two of them. So it's usually just been seeing cool stuff. That's the highlight. Have you, have you uh, been getting up early and catching like sunset or sunrises and such things i i was doing a lot of that before um and i still do it sometimes it is nice getting up early and seeing it but i mean i watch the sunset pretty much every night mm-hmm. and uh because i mean it's it is cool you get used to like being on the earth's schedule out here and and you know it's like well it's getting dark you you have to go to sleep now sorry you can't do anything so you know you go to bed when it gets dark you get up when it gets light and I mean, the weather definitely tells you what you're going to do for the day, too. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. That part of it, too, man. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think about your situation a lot. I don't know why. Or somehow it just all, always comes in my brain. But like, I don't know if I could do what you're doing, man, to be honest. You know, if we're being honest. Yeah. I, I like the idea of it, you know. And like, I, what, I just like don't, what aspect do you I, think you couldn't? Uh, feeling 
that like if something happened to me personally and I'm out in the middle of nowhere, nobody's going to find me. Kind of like that yeah. into the wild situation. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Just I like the idea of being away from everything, but uh-huh. also it's, it's terrifying to me. You know, if I, if I yeah. have like easy access to another person or something like that. I mean, I've definitely had those moments where it's like, oh, shit, I am far out and there is no one out here. <laughs> and I was not expecting to be this far out. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily have as much gas as I thought. Like, you definitely have those moments where you're like, oh, shit, I am. <laughs> if there is not a building coming up soon, I'm fucked. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of the excitement of it. I mean. I, I th- I've told people this before, but it's like, man, I would rather deal with a flat tire in the middle of a desert than one more like stupid work email, you know, like from mm. the job that I had pre-COVID or, you know, some like call about my uh, student loan debt or some shit. It's like, I'd rather just be digging myself out of a ditch in the desert than deal with that shit. Yeah. And because um, to me, it's more like, like things i can actually affect and change i can get myself out of a ditch but i mean i can't pay off my student loan debt right now <laughs> <laughs> but it, the best thing is they can't find you right <laughs> i know man i know disable location settings and yeah <laughs> good luck getting your fucking <laughs> semester back mtsu i'm do gone you, do you uh feel like like You've got you're you're so used to it. Like, do you imagine trying to come back to society at this point? Yeah, I was. I mean, me and Patrick were talking about that earlier. It's like I see myself going right back out and doing it again because I was thinking about coming to Nashville at the end of the year to just take care of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I don't know, man. It yeah, I don't really see myself. Uh, settling down i think it's because like i'm not a rich person by any means so if i settle down it's just gonna be an apartment that will make me depressed and in a place that i can barely afford and you know not even being able to enjoy myself so it's like i'd rather be broke in the desert eating ramen noodles and instead of being in an apartment because i mean I've, i've just i've spent so much of my life just in an apartment <laughs> just yeah. can't take it anymore yeah man it's like you're you, you're the direct opposite of an apartment living right now yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i got a mansion right now i mean that's and that's the way it feels sometimes as you look out and you're like there's no one else around this is mine right now this is my view i can see this and you know it, it's it is very satisfying do you have any uh advice for like a person listening to this that may be stuck in the office, they're hating their life, they're hating their job. And I'm sure this is sounding pretty good to them right now. Do you have any advice yeah. for somebody wanting to um, pursue what you're doing? Uh, first thing is get dumped out of a more than decade long relationship. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, shit like that, like kind of tragedies that are kind of out of your control or like, unexpected unexpected life things like that it's like it is almost fuel for the rocket to get out of your situation you know yeah like i i don't think i would have had the the gumption to even leave if it wasn't for things going as bad as they did um i mean like for me when i i uh, got divorced for the last time my my life uh just 
the trajectory of my life changed so much that it led me to doing stand-up eventually. And yeah. It, and once I started doing that, I was like, yeah, I should have been doing this the whole time. But it came right. out, it came out of, you know, like that had to get divorced to find the light. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes it just it takes that stuff to happen. As much as it sucks, it's like, I mean, at this point in my life, it's like, well, I'm glad it happened. I mean, me and her, we still get along, but it's like I, I think it was time we both went our separate ways. And it's like, I would have never done this. I would have probably spent another year in my house because of COVID and just played video games and, mm-hmm. you know, been sad about circumstances. But, you know, I'm just trying to make the best out of it. But as I mean, as far as real advice goes, if you, you know, can't just manufacture a crisis in your life and, you know, <laughs> get dumped is you know, I just say, like, decide what's what's valuable to you and worth it like i sold basically everything that i own you know i left the town that i'd lived in since i was like 12 years old and all i've got now is my car and what is inside of it and everything that is in here has a use except for maybe one or two things and it's like if you can get rid of your shit sell it and just be willing to like scaled down to a very like modest and simple sort of life, even though, you know, I am traveling all over the place, but if you, if you can just be okay with stinking with, you know, it taking two hours to make dinner and, you know, uh, pooping in public bathrooms and, you know, having to go to the bathroom and a hole in the ground, if you can deal with that stuff, I it's worth it. And, and it's so much more worth it than, you know, dealing with a lot of the mundane things that, that we're forced to do. And I mean, I am very lucky that I have a job that I can travel with. And again, I do not make a lot of money, but I mean, the working remotely thing definitely benefits, but there's ways to do this in a very affordable way. What's the future hold for Gary Fletcher? Have you um, even thought that far ahead or are you just living day to day? Yeah, I don't, I don't really think much about the future. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't even know where I'll be next week right now. And I, I do that, everything that way for the most part. And, it, and I think like, you know, and again, with like drumming and, and comedy, I love that like spirit of improv, like just being able to, you know, take what's thrown your way and figure out what to do with it, like how to pretty it up, you know, how to interact with it. So like, I, I love the aspect of this instead of being like, all right, I'm going to plan every single moment of this trip and I'm going to go here, here, and you know, there, there at this time. And instead of just being like, all right, what's the weather going to be like? Where do I want to go? What do I feel like right now? Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, I feel like packing it all up and just heading to the next town. It's like, I'll do that. And it's like, I feel like that's just such a better way to be for me. And I think a lot of times, even for people in life is like making plans, just sets you up for frustration and unwillingness to like go with what the world offers you. So it's like, be, be prepared, but be prepared to improvise more than anything. Yeah, for sure. You know, like it's what the Marines always say, right? Like, uh, yeah. adapt, adjust, adapt, you know, something yeah. like that <laughs> back in my Marine days. I mean, <laughs> especially, I mean, especially the world's pure chaos right now. So it's so hard to make plans, you know? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's absolutely true. You know, I, I, I've been, I found this uh, personal growth journal 
the other day at McKay's and it was right there, right above the, uh, uh, the stand-up DVD section. I was like, huh? Well, there's a, I, I just thought it was, I just thought it was like a journal, you know, or like, a, a uh, uh-huh. just, just a blank journal. It's like, cool. I, I'll, I'll take another journal, you know? And then I look at it yeah. and it's a personal growth journal. I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll get it anyway. You know, I've never really uh, messed yeah. with one of these. And I was looking at it last night and then it's, it's like a three month plan. I was like, I don't know if there's, if you can plan anything three months from now, you know, no, like, you can't, I, I feel like I, I, I shouldn't, I don't know what to do with this now. You know, <laughs> do I wait? Do I give it to somebody else? Well, here, take this sucker. I don't know. Yeah. What, like I said, you can't plan. There's, there's no plan. No wonder it was. Oh, no. Somebody got rid of it. You know? Yeah. They were tired of planning. I'm the sap. I'm like, yeah, I need to plan things. And then I open up. It's like, what am I, what am I going to plan? You know? <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just setting you up for disappointment. Sometimes to make plans. <laughs> it's hard. So hard. Yeah. Plans are dumb. <laughs> they stress me out. Apparently, I, you know, like as a side note, I'm wondering why you haven't grown like the full beard, you know, since you're out. There. It, it itches me too bad. And I my beard looks really bad when it grows out. Like it looks super patchy. Mm-hmm. So and it, I mean, I try to like it's it's so hard to stay clean out here. I figured I feel like I'd have trouble keeping my beard clean. That makes sense. But, and, and if you do go to town, you at least want to look like you're clean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I am essentially homeless, so I'm trying not to look as homeless as I actually am. Yeah, so that's see. the <laughs> Yeah, that, that's that's my problem. I look like you live, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, we it's like a freaky Friday situation. Yeah, on. exactly. It's like I'm the one over here with the with the nine to five and the you know the, all the and, things, the stress the headphones. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm wearing headphones right now. Car. Yeah, I bought these really expensive headphones for this podcast. <laughs> well, dang, Gary, I'm really glad that uh, you found uh, a spot for us to do this, man. You know, like, yeah, I, man, I, this is fun. I think this is an important uh, uh, thing to put out there, especially for the comedy people. I know the comedy people miss you, man. Uh, is there any uh, chance that Gary Fletcher is going to do stand up comedy again one day? I mean, you never know, man. I mean, I have no plan on doing it, but you never know. That's a great answer, man. I'll take that answer. Gary, do you want to tell people where the... Go ahead. Just follow me on uh, Gary Off The Grid on Instagram. Uh, I'm on TikTok. If you do TikTok, I I post some different stuff over there. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Gary Off The Grid. Just Gary Off The Grid everything. Gary Off The Grid everything. All right, man. It was great talking to you, man. I'll let you get back to uh, cowboying. And uh, if you do kill Patrick Devine... Just, you know, dig a big enough hole. And uh, I promise need, I will. If you need some help, uh, give me and Sean a call and we'll see what we can do. <laughs> well, I'll FaceTime y'all. And we'll we'll bury them together. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. All right, Gary. We'll see you later, man. All right, man. Thanks. Heck yeah, man. And that is how you podcast. <laughs> Appreciate y'all for listening, man. Appreciate Gary for taking time out in his desertness to uh, uh, entertain us for a while. Be sure to click subscribe. Be sure to click that like. As always, thanks for listening to the Badum Chain with Carl. Man, there's plenty more to come where this is leaving off. And I'm sad to see y'all go. 
but I'll be back next week. So until then, see you later. <laughs>